which way the wind blows when this day is done Good morning and welcome to Lift Your Spirits Radio on 1150 AM KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. I'm Bernadette Pager of Informed Choice Washington and I'll be your host for the next hour. I hope you're all feeling well and taking steps to create a healthy immunity environment in your home, your place of work, and in your body. In the midst of all this COVID chaos, we have seen some truly amazing lessons. And yes, I am a hopeless optimist. My mama always called me her Pollyanna. Um, but mama, you know, I'm keeping at it. I believe in the goodness of the world and I believe in healing and we're gonna get through this. Um, many are understanding now, they're seeing for the first time how important it is to embrace healthy lifestyles. We're seeing that the people who are susceptible to this novel virus um, have underlying susceptibilities. And it's empowering to know that we can do much to protect ourselves. Um, and in fact, really that's where health and medicine belong is within us as individuals making healthy lifestyle choices. Uh, Many are becoming open to new ideas um, and even to the old ideas. And by that, I mean the idea that you are what you eat. Um, health comes from, uh, from your food and from th things like vitamin C. And if you're somebody who has experienced eye rolling when you said, oh, just take some vitamin C, you know, you know what I mean, that people not... They, they want that new miracle, miracle drug or that miracle vaccine that's coming. And believe me, there is no miracle vaccine coming. We'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, but right now we are getting an amazing uh, cooperation between allopathic and naturopathic modalities in hospitals throughout the country. Doctors are saying, look, the traditional things aren't working. Our, our, our protocol's not working. Ventilators aren't working. And they are reaching out. They're looking at what the symptoms are. And they're being empowered as individual physicians in this chaos to say, what else is out there? And they are pulling in IV vitamin C. They're pulling in melatonin. They're pulling in vitamin D. And they're seeing that there is room in allopathic medicine for nutrient therapy and for things that really work and that our naturopathic community has had for a very long time. So today's show is, is very special. It's, a, it's about a woman who believed in natural healing and in eating for health. Um, I'm talking about my mom. Today is my mom's uh, birthday, April 10th. 2020 would have been her 79th birthday, but we lost mama in December um, to cancer. Actually, we lost her to the pain of cancer, and that's something we'll talk about a little bit later. Um, the show is sponsored by my sisters and I to honor her. Uh, our mama was a feisty, beautiful, stubborn, sexy, saintly woman. One of my favorite memories is when, as a little girl, she would pick us up from school 
Uh, and while the other moms would show up with cur curlers in their hair, sometimes wearing robes, here'd come our mama with her little short skirt and her go-go boots and her hair teased up beautiful, full makeup, gorgeous. And our friends would gawk and say, wow, is that your mom? And we were so proud, so proud. And she was like that her whole life. Never left the house without lipstick, without looking classy. She did everything like that. Always beautiful touches. But as beautiful as she was, and as much as she always presented her best self to the world, she didn't have a drop of selflessness in her at all. Most unselfish woman, a little bit too much. So for my mama, I coined the phrase, Self-care is not selfish care. You know, she gave and gave to others, uh, sometimes at the detriment to herself. She was a loving, giving, amazing woman. She brought a lot of great things uh, to her life that we learned from her. We learned that you always need to pay attention to the latest science and to the latest nutritional science and keep changing. My mom got stuck a little bit too long on that whole fat-free thing. And even at the end, it was so, mama, fats aren't bad, fats aren't bad. It was really hard to get, to overcome that. That fats are very good things, the right fats uh, to eat. Um, one of the things that she did a, a bit wrong um, was perhaps spending, uh, taking too long, enduring too long, some physical things that if she had explored a little bit more deeply earlier on, uh, we might have had completely different outcomes here. Um, she was somebody who didn't trust doctors of any kind. And even though she had a naturopath her whole life, it wasn't until like the last couple of months of her life, I realized she told her naturopath nothing, nothing at all. And it was only because she was in intense pain that she let me drag her to who, our guest today, Dr. John Ruland, who I'll be introducing in just a second, um, because I wanted to try some um, therapies that might help with some pain that she was experiencing. And uh, it was only, it was at this time I realized that nobody knew anything about her true health. And so she she had this uh, framed saying on her in, in her house. And I take this to heart, Mama. I, this is a gift you gave me. And it was this. Learn from other people's mistakes. You will not live long enough to make them all yourself. So from Mama, I have learned if I'm having some health issues and I'm not able to deal with them myself through my own health approaches or my own research, go to an expert. Find out what I'm dealing with early rather than later so I can choose the right healing protocols. Um, and so with that, I'm going to bring on Dr. John Ruland, who my mom only saw three times at the end of her life. But the instant she met him, she loved him. There's just, there was just this magic that happened. There's this peacefulness about Dr. John. I hope I'm not embarrassing you here, but he, he's, he's an intelligent, thoughtful, healing uh, person. And my mom felt good and safe with him um, whenever she was with him. She trusted him implicitly. Uh, so Dr. John um, has been a naturopath for over 20 years, and he studied at naturopathic medicine at Bastyr. 
in the late 1990s, and this is back when, if I can, if I if I dare say so, this is my point of view, not Dr. John's, but is back the old school Bastyr before they began to push the pharmaceutical approach to, to a few uh, aspects of medicine, which to me violates naturopathy, and before they began pushing the whole CDC vaccine schedule, which to me violates the whole uh, natura, natura, naturopathic approach to the world. If I wanted somebody to push um, uh, pharmaceutical interventions on me, I would go to a regular uh, MD. But anyway, that's my own personal aside here, not, not him. Um, he specializes in treating um, injuries and pain, bioidentical hormones, um, and uh, so many other health conditions. Um, analyzing the whole patient and finding the right healing protocol to help that person heal themselves. And so with that, Dr. John, I want to say a big welcome today. Thank you so much, Bernadette, for that wonderful introduction. And yes, in response to what you were saying about your mother, um, she was a beautiful, beautiful woman inside and out. She was fun and I, just enriched my life to have met her. And um, she came in for her initial visit and she was already in pain. Um, uh, and then I had one more chance to see her. And then she ended up in the emergency room where they you know, repaired her spine. Uh, they basically glued one of the um, sp uh, spinal segments together and uh, put her on an opioid at that time. And I think that she never really survived that opioid is what happened. That's, that's my opinion. I hope, yeah. I, I, I hope you can share more from your own uh, viewpoint yeah. about that. But um, in terms of um, talking about uh, Bastyra and um, naturopathy, I always refer back to the um, six, some people say seven, but the six principles of naturopathic medicine um, the, the first one is the healing power of nature and thinking of all the things in nature that can help somebody uh, before I go to, you know, synthesize drugs and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, I'd, I'd kind of like in this, in this show, if, if, if it's okay with you to go through the, the heal, the principles of naturopathic medicine one by one. Yeah. Um, and uh, I'll tell, follow, follow your lead on that. Okay, that sounds really good. Yeah, let's, as I said too, I do think that we lost our moment of pain, not so much to, to the cancer. I think if early on um, she had gone um, and had that elephant in the room address, so we knew what we were dealing with, my mother would never have chosen the allopathic approach to cancer, but she would have fully chosen things from what she would self-research and and address things differently and um unfortunately uh she didn't do that and it, it got to the point where the pain was so intense um and it was really the pain that brought her down because she wanted to heal she wanted to try all of the things she believed could heal cancer but she came at it too late and the the pain was just too intense for her. Uh, we did try to take her off of opioids to start some healing protocols for her, 
Um, but she has to be put back on them because it was too much. And so, you know, I'm going to dedicate my life moving forward to, to sharing what we learned from my mom's journey. Um, and, and one of those things will be, you know, how do we deal with pain without opioids? Because those don't help you survive. Um, if you, they're not long-term solutions, definitely. Uh, and so, yeah, let's, let's talk about those seven modalities. Let's go ahead and start. Um, so as I mentioned, the first one, the healing power of nature, um, the second one, identify and treat the cause. So, um, for instance, I have, um, within the past year or two, had several people come into my clinic um, who have been diagnosed with cancer, who are undergoing conventional treatments. And, um, and then I'll ask them, what is the cause of your cancer? And in every case, they, someone has an idea, but by going through all their specific symptoms, I will um, have my own ideas. And um, in two cases, I did a, a hair test and a urine test for heavy mm -hmm. metals. Mm -hmm. And I found these patients extremely high in lead. And um, lead is a known cause of cancer. And um, for a naturopath, we always want to know what the cause of the illness is rather than just treating it right away. Mm -hmm. So I would recommend in these cases to do a, a, a treatment that removes the lead concurrent um, with their other treatments. Um, do, do you have any questions on the first two so far? Otherwise, I'll kind of just go down the list. Um, yeah, no, I mean, this is excellent, knowing, knowing the cause. And I know, I, specifically in my mom's case, there were, there were two things that, um, that she had used for a length of time that may have also led to why she developed cancer. One was synthetic hormones because she had a hysterectomy at, at her um, like late 20s. And you know she was told you need the synthetic hormone in order to, to stay healthy because we, you need to replace. And it wasn't until much later that they realized that those hormones could um, lead to cancer. And then there was another product that intermittently she would use um, which would be that Zantac, which the FDA has now pulled from the market, said it's tainted with, um, with something that is definitely cancer causing and they pulled it off all the shelves. And my mom had different, was probably the elephant in the room again, um, some digestive issues over the years that she treated with some different ways. And sometimes her natural approach didn't work. And, and I found when I was cleaning out her drawer in her house, I found a package of this stuff. And it's like, anyway, so yeah. So finding of the cause I think is, is really important um, so that you know what you're doing and, and that will free the immune system up. Um, so go ahead with the third one. Well, let me, let me mention something about Zantac. So people with symptoms of um, acid reflux or heartburn, were often put on Zantac um, mm -hmm. to suppress the hydrochloric acid production in the stomach. But what we learned at naturopathic school is that most people over the age of 60 stop producing enough hydrochloric acid to digest their food. And the symptoms that they get of heartburn 
are indicative of low stomach acid. And so if there's somebody listening to the show who gets um, acid reflux or heartburn um, after, uh, after eating, um, consider seeing a naturopath if you aren't already doing so and being evaluated for low stomach acid because a very common treatment for that is taking a tablespoon of apple cider vinegar in warm water before meals. And if that helps, um, you're, you're pretty well, um, uh, can make the assumption that your stomach acid is low. Um, the next one, the next principle is first do no harm. And that should be self-explanatory, but every person interprets that a little bit differently. For me, um, so, so right currently with the COVID uh, virus uh, situation that we're dealing with right now, um, I had a, um, an email that recommended that um, naturopaths still encourage their patients to get the influenza immunization. And mm. my, my own research has shown that, and there's study that supports this, that getting the influenza immunization suppresses your immune system. And yeah. even if it's for a brief period of time, if you're exposed to COVID during that time, you're more susceptible. And again, that's okay. what the study shows. So, exactly. um, so yeah. I feel first do no harm. I need to follow that before I follow somebody telling me that I need to tell my patients to do an immunization. Um, yeah, and I, I, I'm with you 100% there, Dr. John. And with that, um, I, we're going to move to a break. And when we come back, let's pick up right where we left off here. Um, so again, I'm Bernadette Pager of Informed Choice Washington with guest Dr. John Ruland, and you're listening to Lift Your Spirits Radio on 1150 AM KKNW. Are you looking for a realtor? Rebecca Sayer. From Infinity Real Estate and Development in Seattle is a real estate broker with a passion for helping people with an enjoyable and successful home buying experience. Infinity is focused on empowering positive futures for each of our clients as well as the community. With a deep local knowledge in green and sustainable properties and housing models, Rebecca is committed to connecting people with the right property. She can help you access a home that will increase your quality of life reduce electromagnetic and toxic product exposure, plus your carbon footprint. Rebecca serves on the Northwest Eco-Building Guild's Education Committee, where she is helping develop a series of courses for people who have an interest in living more sustainably, be it in a home or an apartment, through classes that share the tricks, tools, and resources available. To connect with an agent that serves you and your community, reach out to Rebecca at Rebecca at InfinityRed.com today. Feeling the need to get away and reconnect with Mother Nature? Located on Whitby Island, Earth Sanctuary is a peaceful and magical sculpture garden, nature reserve, and retreat center with two miles of nature trails, three bird-filled ponds, and a variety of powerful sacred spaces, including a labyrinth, stone circles, and medicine wheels. Come and enjoy the wonders of nature and experience personal renewal, spiritual growth, and healing today. Visit earthsanctuary.org or the Earth Sanctuary on Facebook for more information. 
Need information about your child's vaccinations? Informed Choice Washington is a nonprofit organization of parents, family members, medical professionals, educators, and Washingtonians from all walks of life. They believe in personal freedoms and individual choices, including healthcare choices. Their mission is to advocate for vaccine policy reform based on scientific integrity and individual health needs, to promote education about healthy immunity, and to protect informed consent and medical freedom in Washington state. To stay informed, visit informedchoicewa.org. Informed Choice Washington envisions the future where every doctor is fully trained in identifying vaccine risk factors and recognizing vaccine injury. Every child is afforded a personalized approach to disease prevention, and every parent has the freedom to make the best healthcare decisions for themselves and their families. They know every child matters. Go to informedchoicewa.org today. Exploring new territory every day. This is Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to Lift Your Spirits on 1150 AM KKNW. I'm Bernadette Pager of Informed Choice Washington, your host today. And with me is Dr. John Ruland. And he's going through some of the basic principles of naturopathy. So you picked up, you, we left off with first do no harm. Okay, so the next one is doctor is teacher. So usually at the first appointment, um, when a patient comes to me, I go through their health history and I go through a, a, a whole checklist of things. Um, I talk about their diet. Um, I talk about risk factors that they have. And I try to teach them the things that I learned myself. It's kind of like ha having a mini naturopathic education when you go to a naturopath's office. And I doubt that you'll go to most naturopaths and have less than a one hour visit. Um, it's not practical usually to have, you know, a two-hour visit at the first visit because we can cover an awful lot of material in one hour. But um, the next principle after that is treat the whole person. So I don't, for instance, um, think of a person coming in as um, a, an injured part, you know. I don't think of them as a broken leg. I think of them as a person with a broken leg, for instance. And... Uh, I'm not sure exactly why I mentioned broken leg, but I do want to say um, hyperbaric oxygen is one of the treatments that I offer. And the, the healing that goes on with hyperbaric oxygen is quite dramatic. And if any medical doctors are in the audience, I really encourage you to come to my practice someday and, um, and observe what I do. I, I'm, I don't charge for that. I would like, like to make you aware of how fast you can heal from a broken bone or other injury with hyperbaric oxygen. Um, on to the next one is uh, treat, uh, sorry, uh, prevention. So we, uh, of course, are looking at um, people's risk factors and looking at things that they can do so that they don't become sick in the first place. I'd much rather somebody came to me when they're um, younger and healthier um, to have a baseline visit um, rather than waiting until it's, it's too late and they already have tissue damage. Um, but uh, anyway, so prevention would incorporate healthy diet, exercise, getting outside in the sun every day, 
And in Seattle, you might not think that that's possible, but even if you go outside on a gray day, the ultraviolet light um, in the in the light that you're exposed to will produce some vitamin D. I didn't um, realize that. That is really good to know. Thank you. Yeah, but I do think that everybody in this area needs to be supplementing vitamin D. Mm -hmm. And there's excellent, this is a good segue into the COVID discussion. There's really good um, evidence that vitamin D will prevent COVID and high doses of vitamin D will also be very effective at treating it, uh, making sure that someone doesn't have any serious effects from the, from the COVID virus. So um, people have to be careful though with the supplementation of vitamin D, isn't that true? I mean, I, you can treat an ongoing uh, current illness or something with the high dose, but you have to have your blood levels checked. Um, explain that. So I have had patients um, over the years who've taken 10,000 international units a day for years and years and years without having any side effects from it. So I would say if you're concerned about COVID, you're not going to want to go out and run and get blood tests right now. The hospitals don't want you, the, 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 the um, testing stations don't want you. Just go ahead and pick up a good quality vitamin D. In our area, a good place to get vitamins is um, uh, PCC. That's where I get a lot of my stuff if I'm in a hurry. Um, any naturopath is going to carry vitamin D. Um, the, the ones you get at a naturopath's office are going to be higher quality probably than you can get at a, at a supplement store. But, um, but still, uh, any of the supplement stores is going to have a good quality one. Um, I do also want to mention a few other vitamins. Of course, vitamin C. Mm -hmm. Linus Pauling, a two-time Nobel Prize winner, he probably should have won it three times. Uh, the third one for his work on vitamin C. He spent most of his life working on proving that vitamin C was effective. And uh, in Chinese um, studies that are uh, done specifically related to the um, COVID virus, it's been shown to be effective. You can take it orally, um, but if you're sick with COVID, taking it intravenously is the way to go, up to 100 grams a day. Um, but even um, smaller doses, 10, 20 grams given intravenously daily, I've seen some really good improvements with patients who have flu-like symptoms. I haven't seen anyone yet with a confirmed COVID case. The testing you know, was just so inadequate. Um, and uh, when, when I treat naturopathically, um, the symptoms improve. So um, I, I'm very confident that um, if someone came to me with the symptoms um, and I treated them with high dose vitamin C, they would get better. Um, vitamin A is also very important. Some of the B vitamins like thiamine, which is vitamin B1 and riboflavin, which is vitamin B2 and zinc. Um, zinc lozenges preventatively kind of coat the throat in the area where the virus uh, first takes hold. So most zinc lozenges that I've seen are 10 to 15 milligrams per, per lozenge. And I usually recommend people take about 45, 50 milligrams of zinc a day. Um, 
glutathione has been really helpful. Um, that's best given intravenously, but you can take precursors of glutathione, which is uh, an amino acid. Um, homeopathy is really a great treatment. Um, I have some colleagues who that's all they do is homeopathy, and they've reported excellent results. Um, I've been using homeopathy myself and using it preventatively as well. Um, there are several herbs that I would recommend. Um, I would recommend St. John's wort in particular, and andrographis is an um, Asian medicine that is uh, very effective antimicrobial, antiviral. Um, iodine, if you're deficient in iodine, uh, an easy test for that you can do yourself is apply a drop to your forearm to a thin part of the skin. And if it's, if it's a dark iodine like Lugol's, if it absorbs in less than 12 hours, you're quite deficient and taking iodine will be protective. Um, uh, hyperbaric oxygen, which I mentioned earlier, um, has been shown in studies to be very effective for COVID, um, even in the quite severe cases. Um, uh, it helps with uh, preventing the, the serious lung um, sequelae of, of COVID. And then um, ozone is another treatment that I use in my practice, which can be administered in a number of different ways. So can you um, spend a little bit of time, there's, there's three things in particular, the HBOT, the ozone, and then melatonin that I would love for you to expand on a little bit and, it, um, and how they help heal, um, because they heal so many things. Um, what's going on there? Well, I am so glad you brought up the melatonin. I, I meant to uh, talk about that. Um, I uh, recently learned about the extremely high dose use of melatonin. Um, there, was a, there is a researcher who's done literally thousands of studies on melatonin. He's de devoted his entire uh, 50 years of his life on it. His name is Russell Ryder. These are animal studies. Um, Dr. Pierre Pauli um, is a person who's devoted himself to doing a lot of melatonin studies in humans. And Frank Schallenberger, a medical doctor, um, is the one who's popularized high-dose melatonin in people. And um, these are studies that, that have used as high as 200 milligrams of melatonin daily um, Dr. Russell Ryder said that he's taken 180 milligrams daily for 15 years. Um, he's, in his animal studies, he's given rats up to 200 or even 300 milligrams a day. That's a rat. Imagine how much you'd have to take to be comparable to 300 milligrams. Um, and he's never seen any side effects in the animals Dr. Pierre Poli and, and Frank Schallenberger, um, neither of them has seen any side effects other than in about 5% of people taking the extremely high doses can get some um, sleep disturbances or very vivid dreams. Mm -hmm. But 95% of people can tolerate those very high doses. And, what, and, and here's the kicker for uh, mel high dose melatonin. Um, 
Dr. Um, Pierpoli and Dr. Schallenberger both report that people taking 180 milligrams a day um, uh, will have, that have cancer, about half of them, the cancer completely stops growing. So it becomes kind of like um, living with a, live, a condition. Uh, you know, for instance, people who've had chicken pox in their adult life can get a um, re, uh, uh, well, it can, it can come back as shingles, Jeez, right? Yeah, because it goes dormant. It's there, but it's dormant. And you're, if your immune system is optimal, it's not going to flare up. And there are many, many other viruses and many other illnesses that are present in our body. As a matter of fact, any infection you've ever had, any flu, any cold, you have antibodies for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. And people who have chronic Lyme disease, for instance, they're living with these infections. Um, so it becomes a matter similar to that. Cancer, once it develops, if you can arrest it, you can live the rest of your life perfectly normally. Um, and, and Dr. Schellenberger and Dr. Pierpoli found that about 45, 50% of people can live normal lives with their cancer. Um, wow. uh, so it's pretty, pr pretty amazing. Well, I, you know, I do believe that the, um, and I've heard a lot of the, the science showing that you, like just what you're saying, that you can slow down cancer and, um, and arrest it. And then old age will get you before the cancer does sort of thing. And, you know, my mama was sort of one of those people because she ate so well and took so many amazing supplements to address her immune health all the years she at the end of her life we found out she actually had a breast lump for 40 years so she lived with cancer for 40 years healthy happy doing well um some things snuck in there and undermined her arresting of it um part of it was like a lot of stress at the end she was caring for a beloved pop um who we lost um two months before mama passed and um you know, so a lot of stressful situations and everything can get, begin to undermine that. But definitely. So how does melatonin, what's its, you know, mode of action? How does it um, help? Um, does it stop viral replication? What does it do um, when it comes to viruses? I'm glad you asked that. Um, there's a really amazing study. It's called Melatonin in the Treatment of Cancer colon, a systematic review of randomized controlled trials and meta-analysis by Mills Wu, W, U, et al. in the Journal of Pineal Research, um, 2005. Um, and there's a list of things that they, that they say. One, it directly inhibits cancer cells. Two, it stimulates the immunity to fight cancer. Three, um, it shows that most radiation and chemo patients no longer have side effects if they take it with their, if they take melatonin high dose with their chemo or radiation. Hmm. Um, they also found that there's a synergistic effect, synergistic effect with um, certain type, uh, with chemo with certain types of cancer. And it's mostly the hormone-related cancers like estrogen-positive, um, mm -hmm. uh, breast cancer, 
uh, and prostate cancer. Those are the two that Dr. Schallenberger says are, he calls it a home run with melatonin. Hmm. Um, uh, other mechanisms, it protects um, damage from radiation. Um, for instance, when you're doing a CT scan or a PET scan, if you take uh, 200 milligrams of melatonin two hours before the, the CT or PET scan, um, you're protected from the radiation. CT scans and PET scans produce a lot of radiation. It's ionizing radiation. Wow. This will impact the body potentially, and you can protect yourself from that. Um, I'll come back to this other study, but um, there, there's a study from 1998 by the U.S. Army that showed that, um, that uh, uh, melatonin protects um, humans from damage from ra uh, radiation. Um, back to the Mills and Wu study, um, it reduced the risk of dying by about half. So that was what they found in their meta-analysis. Um, uh, they, uh, it works no matter the dose, just the higher the dose, the more effective it is. But wow. even at a very low dose, like two milligrams, it's protective against um, the growth of cancer. Wow. And, you know, so this is just fascinating science. So Dr. John, I would love it if after the show, you could just send me the links or names or whatever's convenient for you. And I would like to, I'll, I'll put up on Informed Choice Washington uh, website, a links to research on melatonin. I would love to provide that. Oh yeah, um, I'm happy to do that. And okay. if anybody wants to contact me, um, I generally don't charge uh, my patients um, if they email me questions, and I would I would um, uh, allow your listeners to do the same thing. Okay. But they they must include their phone numbers because I will actually probably briefly call them. I don't want kind of spam things starting yeah. out. So okay. Um, but, All right. Uh, but. So uh, yeah, on that, well, and we will definitely give everybody your email address when we come back. We're going to go for a short break now. I'm Bernadette Pager of Informed Choice Washington with guest Dr. John Rulin, and you're listening to Lift Your Spirits Radio on 1150 AM KKNW. So are you interested in green building, energy efficiency, and sustainable practices? The Northwest Eco Building Guild is a 501c3 community of builders, designers, suppliers, and homeowners concerned with ecological building in the Pacific Northwest. The Guild empowers people through educational activities, classes, and events through the year. To learn more on how to go solar, conserve water, lower your energy bills, and create a healthy home environment, visit ecobuilding.org forward slash events today. Curious about whales in the Pacific Northwest? Orca Network's Langley Whale Center celebrates and shares the lives of gray whales, orcas, and other marine mammals of the Salish Sea. The Langley Whale Center is a project of Orca Network, a nonprofit that is based on Whidbey Island. The Langley Whale Center gives Orca Network the opportunity to have a public presence to share the excitement about the whales and marine mammals who are our neighbors. The Whale Center in Langley gives visitors and residents alike a chance to 
learn more about the endangered southern resident orcas who visit our area and about the North Puget Sound gray whales, a small, unique population of gray whales who find sustenance in the waters of Saratoga Passage and Possession Sound each March through May. Check out the Orca Network and Langley Whale Center on Facebook for the latest whale sightings, educational programs, and events, or visit orcanetwork.org for more information. You'll be glad you did. Did you know how your immune system protects you from illness? Wish you knew more about what lifestyle choices you could make to keep your immune system strong? What healing approaches might work best for you? Well, tune in on the first Friday of each month when the host of Lift Your Spirits Radio will be Bernadette Pager of Informed Choice Washington. Bernadette will be joined by medical and science experts to discuss healthy immunity and how you and your family can achieve it. You can reach Bernadette Pager at informedchoicewa.org. Talk radio with a purpose. Alternative Talk 1150. Cherish this moment. Cherish this breath. Tomorrow's a new day for everyone. Welcome back to Lift Your Spirits Radio. I'm Bernadette Pager of Informed Choice Washington, your host today, and with me is Dr. John Ruland. We were just talking about melatonin, um, and over the break, we decided there is so much fantastic science out there and healing being done with melatonin. I'm going to have to have him back on another show to to give us more, Um, but I want Dr. John to give us a a kind of a quick summary of the different areas of health that melatonin is showing to be uh, useful. So there were uh, five additional areas that that meta-analysis study um, uh, elucidated um, its mechanisms of action. Um, But I just want to mention one um, because it may be appropriate in terms of uh, treating COVID. Now, I didn't actually... Um, research that aspect of it. I was interested mostly when I was researching melatonin, the cancer connection, but um, it shows conclusively that melatonin stimulates the mitochondria. So mitochondria are what produces energy in the cells. And so anytime you're fighting um, any kind of infection, if if your mitochondria are effectively uh, working better, you're going to be able to fight the, fight the infection better. But that's what I'm hypothesizing from the mecha- looking at the mechanisms of action. I did want to mention um, in animal studies, um, 100% of cases of macular degeneration were improved. That's in animal studies. Um, melatonin in humans helps macular degeneration. It helps Parkinson's. It helps dementia. It helps osteoporosis. It helps cardiovascular disease. I mean, that's a pretty amazing um, list there. And it crosses the blood-brain barrier. um, And uh, you can see how it would be so important in protecting the nervous system and being Mm -hmm. able to cross the blood-brain barrier than that. Um, uh, It's recommended not to use tablets or time-release melatonin, though. Mm -hmm. So you find a pure source. I carry one that Dr. Schallenberger had um, uh, gotten formulated for his own clinic. And so um, going back to the oxygen therapies. So 
my patients who find me usually find me because of the therapies that I offer. Um, I, I like to think that I'm on the cutting edge of medicine, but basically I offer treatments that aren't so common in the naturopathic community yet. I'm, I'm seeing more and more of my colleagues taking up um, ozone therapy and hyperbaric therapy, but I'm so excited about it. Um, and it was a patient who taught me um, the importance of ozone. And it was another patient who taught me the importance of hyperbaric oxygen. So I recommend to the medical doctors who are listening, if any, that you listen to your patients. If they ask you about a therapy, it's not because they think they know it better than you. They just are researching because they're ill. They, they want to get better. And so if you can um, look into the therapies they, they are asking you about. Um, so I had a man who had a stroke. Um, this was about 10 years ago. And he's the one who suggested I look into hyperbaric oxygen, which I did. I ended up buying a hyperbaric chamber. And um, he didn't get a lot of improvement. I've had patients who've had strokes many, many years prior that get some improvements with many treatments. But like a typical improvement could be um, being able to regain control over their bladder. And, and that's important, that's a whole quality of life issue. But if somebody comes in within say a week or two of having a stroke, um, they will get better um, from their stroke dramatically faster. Um, people with broken bones, I've seen healing times as fast as one eighth the normal time. It sounds wow. preposterous. <laughs> Usually I tell people it cuts healing time in less than half and it always holds true. Um, well, I shouldn't say always because there's always gonna be one or two cases that someone can find where that's not true. So I'll say almost always, but I broke my hand. I fell down the stairs and I only did eight hours in the hyperbaric chamber. Usually the, the research studies show that it takes about 10 hours of hyperbaric oxygen treatment to stimulate the stem cells in the body Mm -hmm. But even with eight hours, my hand healed so fast that I never ended up getting a cast. Wow. Um, I, I did go to the ER because of the pain, and they gave me an open cast and told me to go to the hand clinic a week later. Um, I waited 10 days. I went back, and they did x-rays. They said it had healed so well that I, they just made a little splint for me to keep me <laughs> Yeah. Um, and um, let me ask though, when you say eight hours, you don't mean eight hours at once. You mean eight one hour segments? Or yeah. I usually, when I go in, I go in for hour and a half or two hours at a time. Mm -hmm. It's just easier for me. And patients coming from long distance, I usually end up offering them longer sessions. Uh, but plenty of my patients only really want to go in the chamber for an hour at a time. So it's whatever someone prefers. Yeah. And, and what about being in this hyperbaric chamber speeds healing what's going on um so there's at least seven known mechanisms of action but um basically if you think about uh I, i'm trying to go to my generalist um job as a naturopath look at the big picture um the, the cells need nutrients and they need oxygen to heal and so if you can give the cells more oxygen how can you do that can you do it by just breathing pure oxygen? 
well, you can't really improve the oxygen concentration in someone whose um, red blood cells are saturated 99 or 100%, which most healthy people are, anywhere from 95, 96, 97 to 100% um, is the oxygen saturation that you get in a healthy person. But normally the serum, the fluid of the blood doesn't carry oxygen. It's negligible, the amount the liquid carries. But picture a soda can, they pressurize it with um, carbon dioxide and the, the liquid itself is holding that gas. And in a hyperbaric chamber, your, the fluid of your blood is carrying the oxygen. Well, the, the beauty of that is um, red blood cells can't get through um, the smallest capillaries very quickly. It's very slow. And they can't get into um, cartilage and ligaments and tendons very easily. They can't. They, there's mm -hmm. no way of doing that. So how can you heal tendons, ligaments, and cartilage? Um, if you can get oxygen into the fluid, through osmosis, you can get more oxygen to those tissues. And if somebody comes to me with a, with a damaged ligament or tendon mm -hmm. or cartilage, I will usually offer them um, hyperbaric oxygen. I might also offer them um, ozone therapy. Um, there's a treatment called Perlozone, spelled P-R-O-L-O-Z-O-N-E. And that's a very effective treatment for knee pain, for ligament, tendon, or cartilage damage, because the oxygen just gets into the tissue and stimulates healing. So it's fascinating how you're describing this. The, the doctors are coming forward from some of these um, ICUs and the ERs that are treating COVID patients. And they say, they're not, you know, we need to change the protocol because the way it's presenting, it's not like pneumonia. The respirators aren't helping. It's, it's the cells um, are losing their ability to like hold on to oxygen and um, they're being deprived. And so they're finding that what they need are getting the nutrients on board to help the red blood cells, to help the whole, you know, I'm not describing it well, I'm not a scientist, but the, um, the, so they're finding they need the IVC and the other nutrients in order to um, make sure those cells can hold on to that oxygen. And it sounds like this is exactly why HBOT works so well in these situations. And even the drug hydroxychloroquine um, works because of the same way it, it blocks what the virus is, is trying to do, which would prevent the cells from holding on to oxygen. Um, so uh, this is really fascinating. How does, how does ozone, now that is intravenous, you said? Mm -hmm. And is that the same thing? It gets oxygen right um, that's going into the blood, but you s explain how that works. So um, ozone has other mechanisms of action. Um, some of them are comparable to those of, of hyperbaric oxygen, but I'll usually choose hyperbaric oxygen or ozone depending on the person's presentation. Um, some, I know some colleagues are using both at the same time, but I usually use one or the other because one is usually superior to the other. But in both cases, you're stimulating the body's healing ability. You're not 
forcing healing on it, you're stimulating its ability to heal itself. So it's a very homeopathic effect. And both of those treatments, ozone and hyperbaric oxygen, I see them as non-specific homeopathic treatments. They will, you don't have to um, necessarily get the exact right homeopathic remedy. You can give them oxygen or an oxidative therapy. And there are other oxidative therapies like intravenous hydrogen peroxide, which is the one thing that I would use for someone who has serious breathing problems. I don't, I haven't, I haven't heard if people are using it for COVID yet, but um, like my mother had pulmonary fibrosis and IV hydrogen peroxide, she could breathe better for three to four days after doing an IV. And that's amazing. There's almost nothing that helps people with pulmonary fibrosis. Mm -hmm. It's in my opinion, one of the worst ways to die mm. and, um, because you just can't breathe. Mm -hmm. um, so um, yeah, the oxidative therapies, they stimulate a little bit of um, uh, oxidative damage in the body, which the body reacts to and has, creates like an equal and opposite reaction to that oxidative stress. I should say not the oxidative damage. It, it responds to the oxidative um, stress and forces a whole cascade of actions to occur, which is the body's healing mechanism. Wow, so that's why you're calling it homeopathic because it, it's sort of doing the opposite of what you would think you would want to do in order to make um, your immune system respond like a homeopathic remedy is a, a small dose of something that would cause the same symptoms in full dose. Okay. Yeah, the definition of homeopathy is like cures like. like so cures something like. that causes something in a healthy person can cure that in a sick person with those symptoms. Wow, that that is so fascinating. Um, I wish we had more time. Uh, we're going to have to wrap things up here, Dr. John. So I will be posting on Informed Choice Washington uh, website some of the information and links to studies if, for people to know more. If they want to, and I'll put your um, email address also on there. But go ahead and tell people what your email address is now. So you can uh, email me at mail, M-A-I-L, at drrulin.com, D-R, and then my last name, R-U-H-L-A-N-D.com. And if you can't remember that, just Google Dr. Ruland um, in Seattle, and you'll get to my yeah. webpage where my email is. Yeah, great. And we will have it on the informedchoicewa.org uh, website. So Dr. Ruland, thank you. Thank you for being part of my mother's life, albeit very shortly. Um, thank you for being here today. I look forward to talking you, to you again in the future. Anybody listening out there, let's push for IVC and some HBOT treatments on COVID patients. Let, let's, start, uh, let's start caring patients so we can get back to, to living and, mm -hmm. and end this shutdown. Um, so with that, I, again, I'm Bernadette. I'm going to be back next time on May 1st, and I realize that's my sister Beverly's birthday, and we're going to dedicate that show in honor of her husband, Bill, who she did lose uh, recently. We're going to be talking about host susceptibility and factors that we can all control to try to, um, to live better, longer, healthier lives. So thank you for tuning in today. Um, 
explore the website, go out and enjoy the sunshine, get your vitamin D and make it a healthy day.